Welcome to Duking It Out, our podcast, where I, Stacey Campbell, dad, writer, and self-proclaimed pop culture expert, enthusiast, uh, I'm loving Donna. the new. I'm loving the new adjective <laughs> getting every week. That's right. <laughs> and with me is Hannah Campbell. I am his daughter. I'm a flight attendant. I also love pop culture because nothing else is really going on. And we just love to talk about it. That is what this podcast is. It's just us talking about movies and TV shows and books and everything in between, outside, anything we want. That's right. And um, since we are the experts, our opinions matter. Yeah. And oftentimes <laughs> our opinions don't agree with each other. So therefore, mm-hmm. my opinion will matter more. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But today... <laughs> We are talking about the 1992 Clint Eastwood movie, Unforgiven, which in 1992 won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting <clears throat> Actor, and Best Editing. And it was up for a ton of, ton more. Nine. Uh, nine. Was it nine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a, it was a good year for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, the way our, the way our format works is I picked the film at the end of last podcast if you were listening to us our dear one listener and then hannah had not ever seen this particular film Mm -hmm. so now we are talking about it and as we go on towards the end of the show she will be picking another movie or book or tv show or something for us to discuss on our next episode Mm -hmm. so we're going to jump right in to unforgiven hannah this was your first time viewing it yeah why had you not ever seen it before I don't know why I don't really know if I knew that this movie existed just because just because Clint is in so many um westerns or I felt like he was there aren't I was really looking on the IMDb page and there aren't that many but that's kind of how he that's how he started. Yeah, that's that's what made him big. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know I didn't know of this movie for some and, reason. And to be honest, you're not a huge Clint Eastwood fan. I am with. I am not a huge Clint Eastwood fan, but I think I nowadays I don't like his stuff. But I like his older stuff. Like I still love Million Dollar Baby and right. I loved this. This was Did really you? good. Oh yeah. I really liked this. So what were your what were your thoughts about it, big picture or general? I think as I was watching it, I was like, I am really glad that dad told me that it is a movie that is supposed to like subvert or kind of twist around the Western kind of I prefer the word deconstruct. Oh, thank you. Deconstruct. There we deconstruct go. the Western <laughs> genre. I loved um or I was just thankful that you told me that because I think at the beginning I was just like I don't really know. And I'm also not like a huge Western um, fanatic. Sure. So I have. So you're not super familiar with the genre per right. se. I think I was a little thrown at the beginning where we weren't really like getting into fights or. Yep. 
I don't know. It was just so interesting the way that it was handled. And I think, cause I watched it like a week and a half ago. So I've been able to like sit in it and research more about it. And I really like it. I think I like it more a week and a half away from it. It just uh-huh. seems very yep. different from, and they succeeded in what they wanted to do, which was deconstruct Westerns and kind of, yeah. like, there's no black and white. Very great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so just for our listeners to, to know, Unforgiven is a Western by Clint Eastwood, obviously, <laughs> that, I mean, he wrote and or he directed it, um, but it's where he is a retired gunslinger, bad guy, and he uh, gets recruited to take on one last job with an old partner, Ned, who is played um, by Morgan Freeman, and this other guy, this kid called the Schofield Kid, and um, they go wreck vengeance upon a couple cowboys who slash a prostitute slash the face of a prostitute and um hijinks galore follow them (laughs) (laughs) and even even with that summary it sounds like it should be cliche nowadays just because they were the ones that created the cliche but it isn't like i it didn't feel like any other movie that's been made since like it didn't it just feels very original, even still now, 20 yeah. years later. Well, 30 and, years later? And, uh, 30. Yeah, a long time. 30. Holy yeah. cow, 30. And the script had been floating around Hollywood for 20 years before it finally... I, yep. That's what I read. I was before like, Before it what? finally got made. And I think, I think Clint Eastwood had the rights to it for at least 10 years, if not more. And he was just like, I'm too young. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do this yet. And it, it took a while for it to for it to get to get made. But he had to decay a little bit. It, yeah, it did. He <laughs> did. And um, I saw it. I saw it, I think, the next year after it came out. I think it won a bunch all the all the awards. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was the next year that I actually watched it. And it was one wow. it was similar to your reaction where I was like, OK, this is really good. I like it. I don't think I quite get it. Yeah. And I need to stew on it. And I think I, it was like the second viewing that it really started clicking for me. Yeah. And there was just so many little things. Like uh, on this recent viewing, I I picked up things this time that I hadn't noticed before. <laughs> uh, some of my favorite lines in the show, uh, they, they say those lines earlier on in the movie that I never that I never caught before and it's like wow there's just so many little things like that yeah uh, that I that I adore and with this you wrote last time you told me that you wrote your thesis on it for your master's yeah I wrote a thesis on masculinity on on masculinity because I was I meant to ask last time what that was I don't even what was your master's in? Uh, it was in counseling. And counseling, I was, okay. And, and I don't have that on my computer, but I think that was before the days of computers. I have it hard copy somewhere. Oh. And, I, and I wanted to find it and kind of reread it. But I think <laughs> basically my, my premise was looking at 
the three main characters, um, William Money that Clint Eastwood plays, um, Ned that Morgan Freeman plays, mm-hmm. and the Schofield kid, and looking at them as three different shades of masculinity. Yeah. And how, uh, and I don't really remember, but I, my, whole, my whole premise was that William Money was a well-defined well um rounded rounded yeah well-rounded picture of manhood um ned was a picture of a passive man a cowardly man and then the schofield kid if i remember correctly I, i feel like there was more to it and the schofield kid was just a uh a blind man a man that just pretends that he's different than he really is. That is so interesting. Yeah. I would love to read that. I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll try to find that. <laughs> and I absolutely, I think my favorite character, who is your favorite character? Let me ask you this before I say mine. <laughs> <The way you laughs> <sound. laughs> oh my gosh, that was funny. Um, who was my favorite character? I don't know. I hated the guy that owned the saloon, Skinny. Skinny? Ugh, skinny, yeah. Hated him. He's a I great like, character, though. Just a he's great, a great character. Great actor. Oh, and I love yes. how he dies. I mm-hmm. loved that. Um, I think it's probably just Will, like, money. I think it's just Clint Eastwood. I loved him. Oh, really? I, I loved him. He's He is so good in it. Or... Maybe I do, like, I love him, but then I also love um, Gene Hackman. Like, I loved him. Uh, yeah. Okay, little thing about Gene Hackman. Yeah. That his deputies, excuse me, that his deputies were talking about in the one scene. The, the one guy had um, just come back from Gene Hackman's house, and he was talking about how Gene Hackman was working on the porch. Yeah. And he was talking about how bad of a there's no straight line or whatever. There's no straight angle. There's angle. No, everything is crooked. Yeah. His house is as crooked as he is. Yeah. Just those little connections. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's uh, such my, good writing. It is. Well, and and one of the things I read about it was um, you might have seen this too, but people have said that this was one of the most perfect scripts out yes. there. That I, I read that there, a few times. I was yeah, like, wow. That there were very few revisions. The only major revision that Clint Eastwood brought to it was that <clears throat> there was a voiceover yeah. at the beginning and mm-hmm. at the end, and he changed it to titles, which and I, I think just think is brilliant. That's perfect. Yeah, I, oh. that right there, I read that, and I was like, this is why he is an amazing director. Sometimes. Well, and he's, yeah, I think he's an amazing director most of the time. It's just some of the subjects that he chooses. Yeah. And the stories are a little clunky. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, who would have done the voiceover? Would it have been, it couldn't have been some, some, character not in the movie but who in the movie would have done it maybe they would have gotten morgan to do it yeah but he's 
I guess, but he's dead. I guess at the end, maybe they would, maybe Morgan would do it at the beginning and then Clint would finish it at the end. Yeah, I would not want Clint to do the voiceover. <laughs> no, it would just ruin it. I don't know. But my favorite character is the Schofield kid, hands down. Really? I, I love that actor. I don't know who it is. I've never seen him in anything else. This was his only thing. He's oh, really? never been in anything else. Because <laughs> I didn't I didn't look he, that up or anything. He literally did the thing that he does in the movie where he was in this movie and was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be an actor. Da, 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 and then did this I'm movie out. and then went to L.A. and was like, I hate it. I'm out. I'm not doing this again. And I think he wow. does maybe construction now. He does something. He's like really successful in something else. And he was like, amazing. I'm not doing this. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy because he was so good as just that. He was arrogant. I know it all. And then his brokenness at the end, it shatters me every time I see this film. The way Uh, he uh, like, he opens that outhouse door to shoot him and he's standing there for so I was like, do it. Why are we here? Do it. The editing right there is so brilliant. Yes. Just the way it just freezes. The pause. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he can't, he can't see what he's doing, but it's all this yeah. bravado. Uh, but there at the end, it's a hell, it's of, a thing, hell of a killing thing, a killing a man. You take, take away all he's got, got and all he's going to have. Well, I oh, guess they had, had it coming, coming, he said. And then William Money says, we, we all have it coming, coming. kid. It's and what I'd never heard so before good. was that line um, is repeated earlier in the movie as well. Uh, talking about the talking about the two cowboys one of when one of them is killed he had it coming um, oh yeah and i think yeah that was a part of it that i really liked where when they were when they shot that first guy the one who didn't really do much in hurting the prostitute yeah and he was like screaming as he was dying i think yep. that was really where i was like Okay, so this is going to be different. Yeah, this is not because, a typical Western. Yeah, like this is actually devastating. Yeah, isn't that oh so brutal? Yeah, brutal. Yeah, Ned so says that earlier in the in the film, when when um, that's so good. When William is recruiting him and telling him about what happened, he says, "Well, I oh, guess they okay. got it coming." Uh, yeah, there's there's so much there's so much good stuff in there. The the uh, William Money being dead, basically dead, mm-hmm. and you know beat up and everything, and then coming back after three days is very Messiah like. Yeah, and like them arriving with <coughs> the storm, with the water, very like baptismal. You know, yeah. it just. Yep. It was very. It's very metaphorical, but it, do- it really doesn't feel in your face. No, it's not it like feels, shoving everything yeah. in your face. It feels very uh, organic. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love I love the whole take on legends throughout the whole the whole theme of legends. Mm-hmm. Um, how the legend of William Money grew and grew. How the legend even of of uh delilah how that grew because we saw what happened to her she was cut and then schofield kid says she was cut all over cut her tits off you know Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and then 
uh, even when further. William Money is telling Ned about it. It goes even further. Mm-hmm. But it, what's interesting is that at one point, um, there somebody's describing something that William Money did, and that he had killed three men but the legend says that he only killed two men see and so that's it goes what, both it goes both ways i loved that because i think right before we had just seen um the english guy english bob english bob english yes. bob he was talking about stuff yep. yep and then but he was overstating it and then little bill little bill uh-huh. was like correcting it and then kind of going with what actually happened what actually and was happened, telling yeah. the uh, biographer LaBeouf what was his name Something- Beauchamp Beauchamp, Beauchamp. Beauchamp. <laughs> yeah and then like the next scene is where we get that where um money's all of his stories are understated so yeah. it was just like a cool way of showing who these men are in terms of legends and i think with that with like the legends and everything the whole time you know that like money could go apeshit like he could go off and i'm waiting for it so i think i think that's why the second time around i will like it more just because i was like the whole time i kept thinking we better get something it's like the (laughs) promise of the premise where like, you guys have been telling me all these crazy things about this man. I need to see it. And if I don't see it and I'm just supposed to trust all these rumors, I think I'm going to be a little disappointed. But yeah. at the very end, yep. we finally, when he, when we get that first, when the woman comes over and she's, like, giving all the money to them. Yeah. He's like, okay, like, give the half to Ned. She's like, oh, Ned, Ned's dead. dead. What are you talking about? Ugh. And his face, I heard that and I was like, what? Yeah. And then you can almost think, hear the panic in his voice. Oh my gosh. You mean he's dead. And then he takes, I think my shock at Ned being dead and then my shock at him starting to drink were the same. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was uh-oh. as shocked at both. Yeah. Uh oh. Here and we go. I was go. like, here we go. It's happening. Finally. Mm. It was so good and it was so understated and it wasn't like a zoom in or like a, yep. he didn't have a big look. It was just, what did you say? What? Yeah. Oh, I loved that. And little Bill did this? Yeah. Little Bill did this? <laughs> yeah, but we only, he only, that's, that's the tipping point for him. That's when he starts drinking. Yeah. Do you that's think he, he do you think he stops drinking again when he gets back to his kids? Oh, yeah. I think so, too. His kids that he left for two weeks. Two weeks? Go. If you need to go kill a chicken, he tells his ten-year-old <laughs> like, boy. What? I know that part didn't... always kills me. It's like what? That is insane. Okay, it is the eighteen hundreds. I guess, and they're still... like, they're trying to <laughs> separate these like ginormous pigs that are like twice their size. Then half of them are diseased. Right. Oh, and I'm like, it's no big deal. Go, somebody, <laughs> like... go check on him. <laughs> like you got sick. But didn't think to like go back and check to see if your kids got sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was looking at my notes and Alice, the other, the main prostitute. Yeah. Uh, she's talking about uh, when the first cowboy is killed. And she also says he had it coming. They both have it coming. 
Yeah. So that's that whole theme all the way through. Mm-hmm. The other thing I I wow I made note of, which I never really thought about much before, but um, William has has William money changed? Has he changed or at the at the beginning of the film or has he changed at the end of the film? What what do you think? What do you mean? Well, like, like he says at the beginning of the film that his wife cured him of killing and wickedness. And he repeats, and he repeats this six times throughout the course of the film. And Ned even says it three times. And it's just, it's almost like this mantra. I don't, I don't do this anymore. She's changed me. Right. It, It wouldn't be right for me to sleep with you because I'm, you know, and it's like, is, I think, is that is that real or is it I got to hold on to this? I think the second one. I think he has changed enough. Like if he had kids, I don't like if he did not have kids and his wife died, I think he would have gone right back into hmm. being hmm. an assassin and being a drunk again. But I think because he has that responsibility of the kids, he's like I have to be okay for them so during this whole trip like he's not around them and then his one friend and support system like is murdered for no reason right for literally no reason because he wasn't like money was the one that killed him yeah ned couldn't do anything so Mm. yeah i think it was just guilt and sadness that just pushed him over the edge and was like no i can't let this happen yeah. They need to be punished. What's your any favorite scenes in the that stand out to you? Um I thought English Bob was hilarious. Oh, I thought he so was good. so funny. And I was looking and I was like, who is this? It's Dumbledore. I was like, huh? Yeah. I lit Richard I, Burton, yeah. I saw his I forgot that. Me, yeah. I was like, what? And I kept looking at him in the movie and I was like, I just can't see it. I can't mm. even see a glimpse of this. Can't see it. Um, so yeah. I loved like when he He's got a crazy Dumbledore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, um, so I kept or I liked at the very end when he got kicked out of town and his accent changed to like a worse English or the lower class of English. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Real, like, we're, <laughs> and then I read later because I was like, oh, he, I guess he was just like putting on an act and that was his idea. And he told was Clint, was like, hey, persona. I should, I should pretend to be putting on like a very posh English accent. And then when I'm leaving, I'm just going to be oh, like, that's, very low class. That's beautiful. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah. So I, wow. I loved that. That was really funny. And I, I loved the biographer. I loved how kind of squirmy and like, I don't know. One of my slimy. favorite. Oh yeah. One of my favorite acting choices mm-hmm. from him, probably from all the characters in the movie is it's when little Bill gives him the gun and he's oh. contemplating and he does this tongue thing on the inside of his mouth <laughs> around his lips. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't, I mean, I can't describe it audibly, but he does this thing inside his lips. <laughs> I love that. 
I think my favorite scene, um, and I don't know, you you said that they were, it was nominated for nine Academy Awards. So I don't know. Do you want me what... to list them? I have them. Uh, sure. They won Best Picture Supporting Actor, Director, and Film Editing. They lost Lead Actor, Original Screenplay, Cinematography, Art, and Set Direction, and Sound. Okay. So I was, I was wondering if Delilah, the prostitute who is cut up, if mm-hmm. she was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Actress, no. uh, because the scene after William Money awakens from the coma after three mm-hmm. days and it snowed outside which was not planned that was not part of the script it was oh they just really said, nope it was just it they filmed it all in canada <laughs> yeah calgary right i think so um i know so okay good and <laughs> and it just snowed and so they just had to build it into the story which i think is great perfect because he even says you i thought you was an angel when he first sees her and it's mm-hmm. like oh that's so it just fits but that whole scene where she is so vulnerable and just offers herself to him right and says you know you can you can have a free poke like your buddies are doing mm-hmm. and he just so gently turns her down not in a way because of her scars or anything and then she thinks it's she thinks it's because of her scars and he and he says you ain't ugly to me we both have scars mm-hmm. i love it's that like, line oh yeah that is so and i just think that whole and then you see it's a it's a like a dual focus her face is closer to the camera his is behind mm-hmm. and you just see her just kind of grin a little bit mm-hmm. like soften yeah i love that and it's like oh man i love that scene love i love that, that scene, scene. And that made me so nervous. I was like, this better not end with him, like, taking her to his farm and, like, marrying her, like, making her, ugh. I was like, no, nope. please. It's not that film. It's not no. that romance or anything. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that w- that's a good point. Like, that's not this film, and that's what I'm sure classic Westerns would be to kind yeah. of, like, save the damsel in distress and bring her. Yep. I love that. But yeah, it totally subverts the Western. He can't get on his horse. He falls off. <laughs> what is it? Three so times? Every and, single time he tries to get on that horse. Yeah. And it's so Except tense. the end. It's so tense at the third one because they're getting shot at. And it's like, come on. <laughs> I'm just like, let's go. Yeah, there's that. There's even the scene where he's getting, when he's getting beat up in the saloon. And he reaches, yeah. goes up to the bar, grabs the bottle of whiskey. In every other cowboy movie, he would smash it and use that as a weapon. He can't even do that. Right. He, I think he just drops it or puts it down or something. And it's like, oh, because I was fully expecting him to do that. And it's like, nope, didn't even, that didn't even happen. So do you feel like it deserved this picture? I looked at the other noms, which. Ooh, what were they? Um, I think I actually have it right here. Wait. Why is it so well, far? We're going to be I cutting know. this part out as a podcast. It was up against A Few Good Men. Oh, wait. I do love A Few Good Men. Howard's End, Scent mm-hmm. of a Woman, and The Crying Game. I 
Mm. have not heard of scent of a woman or the crying game what you haven't heard of them no never even heard of them what al pacino in a scent of a woman he the plays only, a blind guy the only reason i know that is because he won best actor over clint which i don't know Ooh. if he deserved that more than clint because i have not heard or seen this movie mm, yeah but I love A Few Good Men. I've seen that movie probably 10 times. I love that movie. I don't know why. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But I mm. think this one, I think this has bigger thoughts behind it. I think so too. A Few Good Men. I think so too. And I think I agree with, or I understand why it would win over that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because Clint Eastwood was like, yeah, there's no way that they're gonna they're gonna give this an Academy Award. They don't they don't I don't win Academy Awards. Did you do you know that full quote? Uh I maybe not. What's the full quote? I read that full quote after I watched the movie and I was like, Clint, he was like, Oh, I don't win Academy Awards because I'm not Jewish. Oh yeah. Well he said I'm not Jewish and I'm not this and I'm not that and I'm not that. He there's like three or four things that oh, he listed. I'm not Jewish. I don't need the money. And there was something else. I can't remember what the and third I'm, one was. I No, he said, I I have too much money. Yeah, And I don't need it. my films are too popular or something like that. Something, but I was like, Clint, do you have to be anti-Semitic? Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> Why must you say that? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the other cool thing, just another little little tidbit, at the very beginning of the film, when we see the first title sequence the, of the description of what's going on, we see the establishing shot of the house and the tree. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And then soon after that, we see that shot again, only it's reversed, completely reversed. Mm. 180 I don't think degree I angle. Picked up on and, that. Then, and then at the very end, the final shot of the homestead is it's back to the original sequence. Mm-hmm. house on the left and a uh, tree on the right wow. and i just think even that is a picture of we're flipping everything around on mm. this movie so just hold on and now it's <laughs> and now it's at the end now Buckle it's reset up. yeah but at the end it's like it's reset now, now we're and i think that's normal. why he he goes back to being a farmer or a, a merchant right when he Whatever moves out he to does. california that's so cool. i just thought yeah and i Again, I had never had noticed that until now, too. So, mm, I could Love watch it. it again. Love I also, it. I also just, um, I was, I loved the score of it. And mm. it reminded me so much of um, Princess Bride. I don't know, yeah. just the acoustic guitar. Yep. I was like, Princess Bride and um, Brokeback Mountain. That's what it made me think of. Huh. And it does remind it does remind me of Princess Bride. Yeah, the it sounds so similar to that um, theme that they have in that movie. But I was looking and it was scored by someone I can't remember, but yeah. Clint Eastwood was the one who created the main theme. I was like, yeah. what? I I thought love he did. when directors do that. Yeah, I thought he did, and then I looked it up, and it was this other person, and then I read deeper mm-hmm. and that yeah he had done the theme and this other person had done uh three or four of his other movies like space mm-hmm. cowboys and a few other stuff he uh, loves but- to just like keep 
like when he meets someone he likes, he's like, you're going to do every movie with me. And I oh, like yeah. that about Clint. That is yep. something I do like. Well, I mean, the guy is 92 years old. I, and, this man. Yeah, I mean, his politics aside and some of the dumb things he says aside, but mm. when I'm 92 years old, I hope I'm producing some sort of art. I hope I'm producing something and not just consuming. He, yeah, and, he is just... And he, going. like... I mean, he's a musician, he's a writer, director. I mean, it's just incredible, mm-hmm. all this stuff that he, he has done. His, his whole career, just crazy. The boots he wore in this movie. I did the, see this. For the first boots that he wore in Rawhide, which was the TV show, Western, what? Nothing, that... I just, I love. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was, a, it was a Western TV show that started him out. And so these were bookends. And he hasn't done another Western and he won't because this, this was the, these were the bookends of his career. What was Cry Macho? Wasn't that a Western that looked like a Western? Uh, you may, you could probably classify it as a modern Western because oh, it, brother, because it takes place in Texas and stuff, but it's oh, not okay. a, it's not a Western Western, like an old 1800s Western. That's what I mean. I, so. I read that tidbit and I was like, that's so cool. And then I yeah. was I was reading that at the very beginning and then I was watching the movie and the Foley for the Spurs, I was like, can we stop? <laughs> can we stop? I didn't notice that I in the was. saloon. It was like, wow. I was like, is- that's <laughs> enough. I don't need to hear every step with these Spurs. It was getting annoying. <laughs> but then by the end, I was too in it. I didn't hear it anymore. Yeah, but at the beginning, I was funny. like, okay, we get it. The horse he rode also was the same horse that he yeah. first rode in Rawhide in yeah. 1959. I'm joking. That's not really what happened at all. <laughs> I thought you okay, we were talking so... about in the story. No. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, then we are going to be talking about what is making us excited right now. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. And we are back. And uh, we, this segment of our show is just highlighting things that are making us so excited right now. So, Hannah, what, what's on your radar? What is making you excited? What is making me excited is I was looking on IMDb yesterday to give me some ideas because <laughs> – you y'all don't know this, but this is a hard segment for Dad and I to do. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it's so difficult, but we're each just like so excited about so many things all the time that like narrowing not even narrowing, but just like pinpointing something specifically is difficult. Yeah. That's true. Um and we're also recording these so early than yep. when they will be released. So who knows <laughs> what this even means, what the segment means to people in months. But, <laughs> but I was looking and this, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The Academy. Wow. <laughs> Gonna have to edit this part the out Academy too. Awards. The Academy wow. Awards just released like a list of 259 eligible titles for animated documentary and international like the short list for those, there's 259 movies that, that are could eligible? get in an, okay. an, um, a nomination. So that just got me very excited for award season in general. It is the end of the year, and this is kind of where all of like the big hitters come out. 
So I am just very excited in general about having a specific list of movies that I need to get through <laughs> to be ready for the Oscars. I know right. how. Because you, you know. systematically, every year, you are, it yes. is your main goal in life to watch all of the nominated films in all of the major categories. It is my mission. I must watch yes. every movie that is nominated for an Oscar, even though I know how hypocritical and not great and terrible the Oscars are and can be. But that is just a fun goal that I set for myself. And I am excited for it because I just so this love this list, time of year. So this list that they dropped, what were the categories? You said animated documentary. There's animated and then oh, there was documentary. Oh, I missed the comma. I missed the comma. Sorry. Documentary and then international. And there was, I think I read a couple. um, That many? I think like 259 between the three. I guess there's a ton of documentaries because I'm just trying to think. And there's a ton of animation. I was reading a couple articles about all the animation that came out this year. And I am so excited. Is that, I guess that's feature and short, short. For this list right now, it was just full. Really? Yeah. Huh. I know. Okay. So I'm just that's crazy. excited about that. And I we always just watched do... Minions 2 the other day. So that was fun. I'm sure that'll be up. Remember when <laughs> Boss Baby was up and Lego Batman wasn't? I am never, I will never let that go. I cannot believe that they nominated Boss Baby and not the masterpiece that is yeah. Lego Batman. That just holds Can up you... so much better. That's I, I forgot sure, about that. I am sure Lauren Balf is on like my top artist of my Spotify wrapped. He's on there somewhere because I can't stop listening to that soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, Dad, That's what's funny. making you excited? And I'll heat it up. What is making me excited <laughs> um, goes back to the difficulty that you alluded to uh-huh. of, of trying to figure out things because of where <laughs> we're recording these. We're recording these. <laughs> And my wife, when she listens to this, she's going to gripe at me because she says we talk about this too much. But I think it's important because <laughs> this episode will probably drop in mid-February or something yeah. like that. But we're recording it, like you said, in early December. Mm-hmm. And what's making me excited right now is a movie that even if you're listening to this in February or March, you still need to go back and watch it <laughs> because Spirited on Apple Plus is my freaking favorite holiday, new holiday movie of the year and will be a classic rewatch every year. It is Listener, listener, I need you to know that I think dad has texted me about this. I watched it and I texted mom and dad and I was like, I love it. It's so great. And then I think at least once a day, I get a text from one of them saying how much they love it and how they're listening to it still and they just can't stop thinking about it. But but go it's on, true. Go on. That is very true. And it well deserves all of that. And it it deserves a watch in the spring or late winter whenever you want to because it's that good. It's just a fun musical that could possibly change your life. <laughs> it is very good. But this it man is, is going good. so over the top with it. Well, and maybe so. And I cannot wait for when we get together for Christmas and I'm sure Katie and Jackson will not have seen it. And dad's just going to keep giving them shit for not having seen it the whole trip. I'm not going to give them shit. I'm we're just going to take cell phones away from everybody and sit down and have a viewing party. Oh, that's perfect. And 
Hannah and I will sing along to all the songs because they are the bomb. They're so fun. Um, mm-hmm. The songs are written by the Evan Hansen team, team and which is not a that super. Is not... It's not a super plug. Yeah, but they that's did not a good La La one. Land, and they did some other stuff. But oh. they are just fun, catchy tunes. Yes, I think they, they hit are. three in the first twenty minutes. Yes, they so, pack them in, and it's they great. do. It's good stuff. I love it. All right, so that's what's making us excited right now, and mm-hmm. we're going to take a break. And when we come back, then we're going to hit our last segment that we like to call last call Mm -hmm. okay we are back with our last segments where we call last call and this is where i get to decide or one of us but this week it's me um to decide what our next episode is going to be about and I think with this one, I was thinking like, we should, I should really like dig into our actual like title of this podcast. <laughs> I think we do need to start, we haven't been fighting very much. And I was like, mm, I should, you know, promise with the premise. Like I said earlier, I would love to really get into it with you. So this, oh, no. what we're going to, what we are going to watch, what you are finally going to watch I think it's because your tastes have been improving and they've been more aligned with mine in the improvement. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Anyway, I have, (laughs) I have recommended this to you. Oh no. So many times. Oh boy. I'm nervous already. So has Katie and Jackson. What? This movie won three Emmys. It won one Grammy. It is in at least the top three of your children's Spotify wrapped. It's a TV movie? Yes. Okay. Any guesses? Okay. I, have... I think you need to keep your heart open. <laughs> and I need you to remember what other things okay. this man has made. Okay. Because I am very you open. like the movie that he made. I don't know how you feel about his other comedy. Because I don't know if you've watched it. I can't believe you haven't clicked in yet. Um, I have I assigned have... us Inside by Bo Burnham. Okay. <laughs> Inside <laughs> by Bo Burnham. Yes. Okay. That is what we are going to do, and I'm very excited because our next one we're going to be live and in front of each other. Oh my gosh! With that's right. Katie and Jackson okay. as my backup, I'm very excited. Wow! So this could be like a a four person podcast potentially. <laughs> we may do it that way. So no, listener, that'll be too much. Listener, just so you know, mm-hmm. um, when Inside by Bo Burnham dropped on Netflix back during the pandemic, mm-hmm. was it? 2021 or was it yeah, in 2021 2021 um i watched he attempted minutes. to watch okay you were exaggerating you watched Maybe half it was an 30. hour i it was i gave it a half hour i did i gave it a half hour i was like okay i'm gonna watch this as and... our educated listeners know because i'm sure they've seen this because it's a masterpiece and it's great those are the general comedy songs they're not hmm. 
I like how you avoided. I, still I like how you him. avoided saying those were the worst thirty minutes of the whole show. No, because I think the first <laughs> song is my favorite one, but it is or well, like one of my favorites, but it's more general making fun of people rather than the situation. Yeah, so I watched the first thirty minutes. I gave it to that, and then I declared in all caps. Blech. <laughs> and, and, and even though his three children love it and are obsessed with it he will not give it another chance he won't he I refuses now. now you have to okay yeah well, the uh premise of this podcast will potentially i'll be an open i'll have, be an open mind and have an open heart but it will potentially be realized. You could totally like it. It's so I good. I totally could. You're right. And for extra points, you could either even watch the inside outtakes. Mm. Which Cannot I Cannot wait for that. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. If I watch the outtakes, uh, that will all be determined by how much I like slash dislike the original. There you go. Hmm. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is what we're going to be talking about on our next podcast. We mm -hmm. will be having a deep dive into Inside by Bo Burnham found on Netflix. Can't and wait. And with that, we will say adieu. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. And uh, this has been duking it out with uh, Stacey and Hannah and um, this was a good time <laughs> except for the it last was. call but anyway <laughs> <laughs> alright okay bye bye